Hi. How'd it go? <gasps> they did what? You did? I can't take any credit for that. I'm just so proud of you. You know, this is what life looks like when you're tapped into your authenticity and equally aligned with your intuition. Remember, mom always taught us to trust our guts. You're listening to Hey Big Sister with me, Meg. There's a different way to run your life and your business. One that allows you to truly connect with people on a human level. No more icky sales, no more comparisonitis, just you taking mindful, intentional, messy action to create success that you can be proud of. Let this episode be your guide. For the next few minutes, open your mind to new possibilities. And don't forget to pour me a little grease. I'm just like you, except I picked up the mic and started talking about all the things that go on in both of our heads. If this episode hits home for you, it would mean the world to me to have you leave the podcast a five-star rating and written review. Also, could you do me a favor and text the link to this episode onto three of your best friends? You know, I'm a real human behind this mic, and I actually want to connect with you. Click the show notes below to connect with me on social media. I would love if you sent me a DM with your takeaway from this episode. You are family now. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Hey Big Sister. We are on episode 17, and I'm so excited because we're inching closer to that 20th episode. And the 20th episode really just holds some importance because in the statistics around podcasting, it is said that only 1% to 2% of podcasts ever even get to episode 20. So we're almost there. So it's so exciting. Like I've said repeatedly, like this has been something that I've just enjoyed so much. And I love getting your feedback and hearing from you guys that you've been listening on your walks or when you're getting ready in the morning and that you've been able to take a little bit of what I share and put it into your life or business to just make it easier. That is ultimately what my goal is. I want you to leave here feeling seen and heard. And with something that can just make your life more enjoyable and easier. So I hope that you get that out of today's episode. Today, we're going to talk about the three things that are really key to organic marketing. If you are not a business owner, I don't want you to just say, oh, no, this isn't for me. Because organic marketing can be used in many different ways in our life. Yes, it's 100% needed in business, but it's also needed when you are networking yourself, when you're trying to find a new job potentially, or if you are running a volunteer organization, maybe you're the head of PTO for your kid's school. Organic marketing is how you are going to get your message out in front of people without having to pay for it. So these skills can really be applied to many different areas of life. Obviously, I am a business owner. I am a podcast host. I am also on many different organizations. And I use these in order to really get a cohesive marketing strategy. And when we use words like that, you think of these big long plans. And, and and that's not it. The strategy is reflecting on what is your ultimate goal. So if you wanted to use organic, you know, marketing 
and the skills that come along with it because you are looking for a new job. So what is the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal is to land you the job of your dreams. How are you going to do that? How are you going to share about yourself and create an experience for people so that they want to hire you or they want to share your name with other people? So that's just one example of how these skills can be transferred throughout all of life to get you kind of where you want to go. So when I first started my business, I launched a group program and I sold it out right away. My goal was to have about 10 people and I think I had 12 or I might have even had more. I started my launch with no sales page. All I did was share on Facebook and Instagram and instantly the first time that I shared, it was on Black Friday, but I had people buy. And I was a little bit surprised because I did not expect that. I did not hear that from other business owners. I heard that it was going to be more of a challenge. And it was not a challenge for me. The second time I launched it, sold out again. I launched a mastermind and I had a $30,000 sales month that month. And I began to realize, well, I, I already knew. I didn't actually have to realize this was not the norm. So I had people that were coming to me and asking how I did it. And I couldn't put my finger on it right away. It took me some time to think about that. So the reason I believe I had so much success in selling in my coaching business was that I did three things really, really well. And I'm going to tell you about those things and I'm going to teach you how you can do them well as well. These things are also free. They don't take a lot of time to learn. And often they come intuitively to many people. For a while when people were asking me how I did it, I just would tell them the different things that I did. But that didn't necessarily mean when they implemented it, they were going to see the same success too. So I began to kind of see like, okay, I can tell people what I'm doing. I'm posting on social media. I'm sharing in this way. I'm doing this. But that wasn't transferring to when they did it, then they had success. So I had to look a little bit more deeply because I honestly didn't know what it was. I kind of felt like it was just magic and I just showed up with something to sell and people bought it. And like, I was just this different unicorn that I couldn't teach people how to. And that wasn't true. <laughs> I was doing something that I just didn't understand was a method. It was just something that came really naturally to me. I could see that it was natural to me and I could see that it was not as natural to other people, but it was natural to some people. So here is a great example. If you are in the coaching space, I think that there is a tide turning. There's a shift happening and some people see it, some people don't. But for a while, there was people that would post on Facebook and Instagram. I mean, I kind of did this myself and they had great financial success very, very quickly because they knew how to market themselves. They didn't necessarily know how to teach people how to do that, but they knew how to market themselves. They knew how to approach social media and build community in a way that gained people's trust and got them to buy. And I don't say that in a manipulative way. I don't think a lot of people even understand what they're doing. They think that if they just share space or energy with people, that those clients or people are going to just get it and understand that this is the strategy because we can talk about showing up on social media. We can talk about sales pages and copy and email, but there's a layer that is underneath that you have to understand in order to have sustainable organic marketing. And that is what I don't 
believe a lot of these coaches do have. And that's why people sign up for their programs that are like, you know, make $10,000 in a month because they did. They're taught because I did this, I can now teach this. And that's just not necessarily true. So I just spent a lot of time looking at what I was doing, uncovering what my method was and getting really clear on that. And also seeing the connection to where those things had actual data and evidence in tried and true sales and marketing techniques that are taught throughout college and when you're actually just focusing on a marketing or sales background. So what came intuitively to me ended up being community, connection, and consistency. These three things I think are key to organic marketing. They are the essence of an organic marketing strategy. The human race, people, they want to feel seen, they want to feel held, and they want to know that they can rely on you or a brand. When you can check those things off, that leads to longevity and sustainability in your brand. That's why you can have a personal brand that talks about a million different things and still be able to make sales. So let's think of somebody like Oprah. So Oprah is consistent. She created community and she creates connection with her people. So she can one month be talking about Oprah's book club and sell out a million different books, right? She doesn't have to niche down. She can then the next month talk about a healthy eating plan and everyone's going to buy it. Why is that? Why is it that some people have to niche down and other people are able to sell whatever they're interested in at the time. And I think it is because of these three things, community, connection, and consistency. That's what I saw in my brand. And that's why I ultimately was able to consistently pivot and still make sales. So when we think of content creation and marketing strategy, a lot of what we read and learn is based on a big business model. It's based on sales psychology, branding, and marketing of companies like Nike and Macy's. But what we're talking about here on the podcast today is the marketing for entrepreneurs, for smaller business, for personal brand, content creators, artists, creatives, healers, not the big store type marketing. There's certain aspects that will apply everywhere, but this is for you, the small business owner, the personal brand. So in that case, people want to buy from people. They want to know that you're human. They want to see your human side. They want to make connection there. They want to know what your story is and why they should buy from you. Our brain wants to make connection. They want to hear a story that they say, oh, I relate to that or I see myself there and create this connection with you so that Every time you go to sell something, they're interested in it because they feel connected to you. They feel part of your community. They also want to know what makes you different and how you can help make their life a little bit easier or more fun, more exciting, healthier, whatever it is that you are ultimately selling. Most of my clients want to spend the bulk of their time doing what they love. They want to be in their zone of genius. They want to serve their clients or focus on the product that they're selling. They don't want to have to be social media content creators, right? There are certain people that love creating content. There are some of my clients that love creating content, but just don't have time for it. They're moms. They have this side business. They also have their full-time job. They don't want to have to spend hours upon hours a week creating content. 
But if we can get people to understand what the ultimate goal of social media is in your marketing plan and create content that meets that goal, but with ease, then we've created the magic sauce, right? We've been able to still have a strategy in place, but do so in a way that does not feel overwhelming, does not feel like you have to spend a ton of time. And that is possible. And that's what I really am excited about teaching people at this time. I want to show you that you can showcase and shine your light in a way that comes naturally and easy to you. And there's actually a methodology and process that you can put in place. And that's really exciting to me because for so long I was like, I just know how to do it. And, and, and then I slow down and I'm like, well, you're actually doing something. What is it? What's your methodology? How are you doing this? And I mapped that out. It helps having that structure for a lot of people. I mean, it helps for me. I just didn't realize that, that I had it. And now I want to like, I want to share that with more people. And I want to share because I want you to be able to get out in front of your audience and have them buy right away because what you have is needed in this world. I work with women that are geniuses. Like some of them are so smart and have the key to shifting people's lives and it's not getting across because this content creation part holds them up and feels so overwhelming to them. Knowing this secret sauce, this magic method, whatever it is, is going to help you grow your business organically and it's not going to feel like a ton of work. Ah, yes, that is the gold standard. Grow, make money, and don't weigh me down. <laughs> So here is what I want you to think about. How can you create community within your business and your brand? You can do it on social media. You can do it in your newsletter. You can do it on your website. You can do it on Facebook. You can do it in person. You can do it many different ways. Some examples of how you can do that on social media are sharing about things that people are going to connect with. Part of that is also pushing away the people that aren't going to be part of your community. So I feel really comfortable sharing about social justice beliefs that I have, politics that I have, because I hold them so strong in life that I don't mind it offending people or sending people away and people saying like, I don't agree with that. Because in my community, I want people that either they don't have to agree with me, but see that sharing things like that are of importance, that I want that type of person. I want people who are in my community who want to talk about bigger issues. So it's how our brain works too. Like when we share something, so say you love the Red Sox, like, and that is something that you consistently share. So it doesn't have to be posted on your website, but you know, you share different thoughts when you're at games or what, you know, you wear certain Red Sox shirts and stuff like that. Like people see that and say, Oh, She's my people. She likes the Red Sox. Like it's these little things that make people feel part of a community. We are communal beings. Humans want to be in the pack. They want to be protected. They want to be seen as part of the group. There's an interesting thing about authenticity. We all talk about authenticity. So many people, I want to be authentically me. I want to share about myself. But when um, I think um, one, one of my friends had shared this from a book that she was reading. And when it comes down to it, we, we're all saying that we're striving for that. But when authenticity pushes you out of the community, when you feel like you are not accepted by the group anymore, the human mind will kind of throw authenticity under the bus and be like, well, 
we're not going to do that anymore because I don't fit in with the group anymore. It takes a lot of practice, right? That's why it's so hard for us to be on these journeys, to be authentically who we are, because our natural instinct is to want to be one with community. So how can you keep doing that in your emails? Network with people. If somebody shares something with you and you say, you know what, you would really like Sally, she went to X, Y, and Z college too. Let me introduce you. That's how we create community. People feel supported. People feel like, oh, wow, she gets me and she's inviting me in. That is what the human experience is about, right? We want to be invited in. We want to be part of the group, even if that is on social media. So the second part is connect. So you can connect, especially with social media, If it's your email newsletter, like connect with people. If they respond to you, write back to them, engage them in conversation, ask them questions, ask them about their favorite things, ask them about their opinions on your branding or your, it doesn't mean you have to take everybody's opinion and and then shift everything. Just engage them, ask them, let them know that they are valued part of the community. One of the things that I did, which was like the best investment for me years ago was in my Facebook group on Thanksgiving, I put a hundred dollar Starbucks gift card in there. And I said, thank you. Thank you so much for being part of this community. I want to give back to you. Enjoy this coffee on me. And people felt it was so exciting. It was like, she sees us. Like we're not just here for her to sell to, right? We are part of this community and we can connect and uplift with one another. And she's thankful for us being here. So small little investments back into the people that are spending time consuming your content is really, really valued. And you're going to have that longevity then. That's why I have people who have followed me since I was talking about breastfeeding 11 years ago to now who are still following me and hearing about business and marketing, right? Because they know that when they land on my social media, I'm still going to be really thankful that they're here. I'm still going to answer questions when they have them or connect with them or ask them how they're doing. They feel like they're part of my community, even though they might not necessarily need marketing and content and business strategy right now. And then finally, the last thing is to be consistent. Show up regularly. Maybe that's not on social media for a certain amount of time and that's okay. So how can you be consistent? You can consistently show up in their inbox by utilizing your email list. Think of whatever platform drives traffic to your sales. So some people drive a lot of traffic through Twitter. That's where you know you need to be consistent at a certain point in time. I think that it is great if you can be consistent over many different platforms because we all see how like one could just crap the bed and be gone tomorrow. But don't overwhelm yourself. Start somewhere that's actually driving sales. So if you're not seeing any sales or growth from something like TikTok, then shelve it for a little while. Get really clear on your messaging. Get really clear on your community, who you want in it, how you're serving them, and keep driving sales through Instagram. And then figure out how you can transfer that message over to a different platform. So just consistently be there for people. Let them know if you're taking a break or something. But if you're sick for one week, just maybe share one or two posts in your stories um, that are easier that you have, like, give yourself a break too. I'm not saying like, if you are down and out, don't freaking worry about uh, social media. But there are ways that you can evaluate your time and know in the busy seasons, these are the ways that I'm still going to show up. They're going to consistently still see my name. I'm still visible and we're still going to make connection there. So if you can really focus on these three aspects, these three you know, ways of 
the essence of this organic marketing, you're going to have success. And it takes a little bit of time and that's okay. We can't expect to grow a multi-million dollar company overnight by just asking people questions. No, 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 no. This is human relationship and human relationships ebb and flow. They take time. But ultimately, if you can get these down, you are going to see sales and you're going to create more ease in your marketing strategy. I hope that this was helpful. I would love to hear how you are creating connection, consistency, and community in your marketing, in your social media, however you're doing it. I would love to hear about it. Send me a DM on Instagram, connect with me there, and let me know if this was helpful. And if you want more around this, you know, maybe even infusing it into content creation, that's something I would love to talk about. And maybe we'll do that soon. I hope that you have a wonderful day. And thanks again for tuning in. Before you go, do me a favor and leave a five-star rating and written review. The more we connect, the more the world is connected. As I love to say to all of my groups and my clients, rising tides lift all boats. See you next week.